This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off on our three of the daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. It is the Friday morning good time edition coming up in our final hour. No pro basketball games on the schedule today, but the odds have been posted for NBA All-Star Weekend. We will decide where we are putting our money. At 820, Gary Washburn from the Boston Globe joins the show, and he'll give us his thoughts on the NBA at the halfway point. Then we wrap things up with our best bets at 840, Chelsea. All right, so I have, before we get into the NBA, we got plenty of time here. I have a proposition for you. Now, this contest is over, but the principle remains the same. A yogurt company, maybe you've heard of this yogurt company, Siggy, I think the name of it is. And Mm -hmm. they were offering $10,000 to 10 different participants to give up their smartphones for a month. It's their digital detox challenge. Now, to make sure you're not completely disconnected from the world, they would give you like a small flip phone that will help you keep connected to the outside world so you don't miss something crazy important, but not a smartphone, just something very, very simple. You can't like surf the web or anything like that. So let me ask you, Chelsea, realistically for 10 grand, let's let's assume it doesn't affect your job, even though... (laughs) I don't know how you'd search for numbers, but could you live without a smartphone for $10,000 and do it for a month? People say, oh, I could, but it would be really hard. Jenks, how do you think the show would go if I did no (laughs) research and I only had a flip phone? And you're like, what do you think about the Timberwolves and the Blazers tonight? I'm like, I don't know. What have they been up to lately? (laughs) Can you let me know? (laughs) I could abs honestly, it would be great for this show. I'm at it's just one month, right? We've been on the air for coming up on three God. years now. Yeah, think about it. One month where one person just has to fake his or her way through by talking about what, you know, what maybe you think is gonna happen based on knowledge that's maybe a few weeks old or maybe knowledge that's a year old and you're trying to talk through it, but it would kind of be a, a running gag on the show. I would absolutely do it. When I, I, I get on my smartphone, but two things. Number one, I do it out of habit. 
And number two, a lot of it is just to kind of get caught up. Like when I look at Instagram stories, for example, I always like to have inbox zero caught up on everything I need to get caught up on. I don't want anything to do. And not even half the time, I would say 90% of the time, if I'm going through Instagram stories, I don't sit there and watch. I just kind of like click, 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 flip through, flip through. Let me just kind of get to the end of this. I'm done. And I glance and I don't really care. I could 1000% do this. All I would need is the go ahead to say things like, you know what? John Morant has really been great since he's come back. And you'd have to say, um, Jinx, he's out for the season now. I'll be like, oh, oh, well, that that changes my handicap then. I'm going to fade Memphis. That's how it would go. Or something like massive would unfold on social media because I think the last time, this always happens. Anytime I have a busy day and I'm not, not looking at Twitter, something huge happens. Like I remember mm-hmm. the day that Tom Brady retired like you know Mm -hmm. we know he came back but when he actually retired i was like doing something else and you come back to twitter like holy crap i was gone for like an hour and this unfolds so i just feel like too many things would happen and no it would not be a good show if i'm just like trying to figure out great show uh, i don't know it'd be awesome they've covered in some games this year they didn't cover in (laughs) the other games but i know that they have covered a few handful of times who knows but as far as like the principle of it i definitely Mm -hmm. could do it because before this job i took some time off where i wasn't working i was following jake around and i was a hiking gal like i would do 10 mile hikes by myself through the sierra nevadas where i was very much somebody who was not scrolling instagram i was doing these like hikes where it's just you and your thoughts Cause you don't even have mm-hmm. service. So think about how long a 10 mile hike would take. That's how long you are alone with your thoughts. I will say it is challenging, but it is very freeing. So I would love that lifestyle. It's just, it's not feasible for most people with a job. Oh, that's true. What if though, let me throw out another caveat here. What if you could use your laptop for work, but then outside of that, then you cannot touch your phone, right? You can get an email. You can use your laptop for work, but you're not getting on Twitter. You're not getting on Instagram. You can do your job and that's it. Then I feel like it'd be easy, super easy. But do you not use Twitter for work? Like even when I'm casually Mm. scrolling Twitter on the weekend, I am absorbing knowledge. Like this is the problem Mm -hmm. with working in a job where it feels like you can't leave it behind. Like I have some friends where their jobs, when they leave the premises, they stop thinking about work. Like my friend is a bartender. Like when she leaves work, when she's off hours, she's not thinking, oh, like these are the drinks I need to be making next time. No, she's not thinking about that. But for our job, when there is a game on at a bar, I am watching mm-hmm. it and I am saying, oh, wonder what side I would have taken. Oh, there's the bottom oh. line. Let's read the headlines. I'll be more prepared come this Monday. Doesn't it feel like we're always working? See, I think this is where we differ a little bit. I mean, we are, but I will say as time has gone on, I, especially on the weekends, like I take a break from numbers because during the week, mm-hmm. we're always looking at numbers. It could be Ken Palm. It could be hockey splits it could be bad i mean we cover everything this week we were looking at at golf numbers so i will glance up and i might follow the game but i i sort of find and i certainly want to keep up with what's going on like i'll look at headlines to solve to stay informed but i do enjoy the process of 
watching a game and looking at a game and not worrying about what I would have bet or at least taking a break and enjoying the purity of just watching a game because because of our jobs, we tend to watch everything from a betting angle or a betting mm-hmm. viewpoint. And so I, I, I find it nice to sort of disconnect from that aspect of it and say, just watch the game because I'm always stressing about my bets anyway. Like when I wake up every morning, it's like, oh God, here we go. How'd you do? And two days ago, it was, you went 0-3. Awesome. I can't wait to do this show. Awesome. I went 0-3 and, and I'm all stressed out. And then today I went 4-0. That's how it goes. But yes, I enjoy the, the, the purity of just kicking back and watching the game. But I feel like that's harder for you because you're more of a betting gal. Well, but here's the other thing. Doesn't it feel easier when you consecutively like watch games and like do like handicaps? Because I find it much harder on Monday if I have taken the whole weekend off from sports in general. Like, doesn't it feel like so much harder? And that's when the Sunday scaries really hit. When you've done no work, Mm -hmm. or here's the worst, Jenks. When you have bets on Friday and you don't check to see if they hit until Monday morning, isn't that the most stressful feeling? Because it's been building the whole weekend. You're like, I'm not going to check. Yeah, I'm not going to check. And then like, you know judgment time comes you're like i should have just checked on friday night this is terrible i can't do it i've tried to do it i tried once i tried once i was like i'm not gonna check until monday i'm not gonna worry about it but in the back of my mind and it didn't help if it's one bet eh, whatever but i usually not today but usually i go into the weekend with a bigger card than normal because you have a lot of games right and you think okay Mm -hmm. let me bet this let me bet that and so i tried that one night we talked about it on the show where i said all right I've got four games going to the weekend. I'm not going to check the results of these games until I wake up early Monday morning to continue preparing for the show. And guess what? Late Friday night, it was like midnight. Had a few drinks. I'm like, I I can't do it. I got to see. I got to see. And I I don't know. I think going like two and two or something, probably one and three. I couldn't do it, Chelsea. And I tried. I couldn't pull it off. Ooh, but it's worse. Like if you don't check it, cause then it's just like stress building and building and building. Mm-hmm. So like Monday, it feels even worse, but while we have some time, I do think mm-hmm. some mental space has been cleared because guess what we finally get to do. We don't have to keep up with what Taylor Swift is doing anymore. Round Thank of God. applause. Yeah. Let's go. That's us. Let's go. I know it's sad that All football right. season is over, but isn't it nice that we don't have to track like her tour anymore? It's freeing. Yes. Oh my God. It's amazing. Good for Taylor. Look, she's got another album coming out. All right. Whatever it is, the nightly poets club or something. I don't know what it is. I like Taylor, but I, I need a break from Taylor. That's all. It's very simple. You can separate the two. Some people have a hard time separating the two. Oh, you ha- no, I don't. I just, I just need a break. That's all. So we get a break from her. And you know who else gets a break, Chelsea? The National Basketball Association, because it is NBA All-Star Weekend. Do you have any interest at all betting on the actual game, the West versus the East? The West is laying two and a half. They're minus 150 on the money line. The East plus 125, your total. Prepare your, buckle in for this one. Strap in. Your total is 364 and a half. Strap in, baby. Get ready for the ride. I have no interest in betting on this game. Matt said this in the chat last time we talked about it during the show, and I think he made a good point. It's a coin flip. Just grab yourself some plus money, but don't don't lay minus money on a game that is absolutely impossible to handicap. 
Yeah, no, we were just talking about trying to sit back and relax and enjoy a game. This is the perfect game to do so because there's no handicap. Uh, both sides have really good players. You look at the rosters. Oh, wow, there's all-stars on that side. Oh, how about this side? Yeah, they're really good too. So I think the only handicap here is if you think something's a coin flip, you just take the points. You take the two and a half with the East all-stars. If you're wondering about the total, it has dropped from 364 and a half to 363 and a half. It is a comically high total. And I think the total last year was like in the 350s. But like, I'm not going to sit here and like nitpick and like, well, this is, you know, the projected total. No, it's an all-star game. It is street ball that is a little bit glorified. And there's not going to be a single hand that's going up on defense. So no handicap mm-hmm. uh, for the side or the total here. But Jenks, what about some of these contests? Because I do think I'm oh, going to take a... Let's throw a dart on the three-point contest. I think I'm going to go with Lori okay. Markkinen, plus 625. I feel like all of these guys are pretty solid, sharp shooters. Mm-hmm. So I think you go for value. Lori Markkinen, uh, we know he was a trendy pick last year. He's been in the three contests before, which mm-hmm. I think is an advantage. So I'll go with him. And I kind of want to uh, take a, a small look at Tyrese Halliburton, because he's the hometown guy, you know, this game is being played, or excuse me, All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. He's 5-1, to one, but uh, Damian Lillard, your favorite for a reason, but it just feels like in these type of things, you don't take the favorite. You can take somebody, you know, with longer odds just because it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. A lot of it is just execution and hitting the money ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So to me, this this comes down to, this is just like a heat check is all it is. And it's certainly some three-point shooters are better than others. There's no question about that. There's a reason why Dame is plus 360. But I think part of that is the name, right? It's Damian Lillard. But ultimately, for for so many guys who are very good at shooting a three-point shot, and, and it's interesting how this has evolved too, Chelsea, that maybe 10, 15 years ago, when people were taking three-point shots like they do now, that's why scoring has gone up. Steph Curry had a lot to do with that because of how he's changed the game. You have so many guys that can shoot it from deep. To me, it's about who gets hot. So why not just take mm-hmm. a couple? You could choose a couple guys who are great three-point shooters who might get hot and get a lot of value there. Like, I wouldn't mind taking Lori Markkinen and Jalen Brunson, each at plus 625. Both of them can shoot. They can get hot. There's a lot of value there. Why not? Well, and also, it's crazy that even big men are contending in this because Carl Anthony Towns, who is bringing up the rear in this one, he's won the three-point contest before. He's 8-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not repeatable, but clearly he's got something going on. So it just feels like a wide-open contest. You just you know have a couple dart throws. Have yourself a fun weekend. Don't overthink it. I agree with that. What about the dunk contest? Here we go. Mac McClung, who won it last year, is your heavy favorite. Minus 225. Jacob Tobin is 5-1. to Jalen Brown, a little shocking that he's competing. He's plus 525. And Jaime Jaquez Jr. is 8-1. to You laying the juice with Mac McClung? Ugh. You could take any, you could take uh, all three of these other candidates. And if one of them wins, like you're still up money. Mm-hmm. So squarely, you were betting against Mac McClung. But here's the problem this is Mac McClung's thing. He's probably been practicing for an entire year. So we know he's really good at this. He's not playing in the NBA. 
I feel like he probably wins it, but maybe you just don't bet on it. I don't know. Like Jalen Brown has trouble dribbling with his left hand. I would love to bet on him and say, well, you know, he's an all pro, but then if he like fumbles the ball, you're like, well, we knew this, not the best dribbler. Right. No, that's true. He goes to the rack and it just falls away. That's the last thing you want. I think ultimately, maybe yeah, maybe take a shot on Jaime Jaquez Jr. I keep hearing that maybe he's a sneaky, sneaky favorite to win this thing, even though it's at eight to one. I might look at that as well. Coming up next year on the show, let's find out where we stand at the NBA All-Star Break. We're gonna bring in Gary Washburn, who covers these Celtics and the NBA for the Boston Globe. That is next on the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. The Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us here on the show. Coming up shortly, a look ahead to the second half of the NBA season and what we saw in the first half as we talk with Gary Washburn, who covers the league and the Celtics for the Boston Globe. Before we get to that, Chelsea, how much are you going to spend watching NBA All-Star Weekend or are you going to be locked in front of the TV because Jake is going to make sure that you watch golf? Well, we're going to Disney World, so probably not a whole lot. Remember? Going to Disney World. I keep forgetting that. Ah, when are you leaving? What day are you leaving? We're leaving Saturday morning. Oh, okay. All right. God, I keep forgetting that. All right, fine. I guess you'll just be on your phone the entire time, checking the scores, seeing who's going to win the dunk contest, see who's going to be winning great the three-point contest. Yeah. Yes, great parents. What's that, honey? Yes. No, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. He, he's great. Pluto's awesome. Oh, well, yeah, I love Goofy. Oh, oh, I can't believe Matt McClung just won. I feel like maybe it'll be like that. They're going to be glued to NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, probably not glued like it's not that meaningful to me but i will probably want to watch the dunk contest like isn't that the the event that people actually want to watch so maybe we'll find a bar at night and that will be the treat for the adults oh all right well that sounds like a good plan let's find out what we should expect this weekend and let's discuss what we've seen so far in the nba and we bring in gary washburn who is boston globes national nba writer and celtics reporter been a sports journalist for 20 years gary good morning to you and let's start with the team that you cover the boston celtics and they've had a a very strong first half of the season they've been so close over the past few years is this the year they finally get over the hump and bring a title back to Boston? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that's the, what the city of Boston is kind of wondering as much as they're off to a great start, 43 and 12 and six games up in the Eastern conference, best record in the NBA, all the good stuff that's happened. 
it's kind of like, well, show us in the playoffs, you know. So I think that there's a collective kind of a wait and see about this team, you know, uh, because uh, of their past failures, falling short, uh, losing to a, a team that just plays harder, just outplays them in the playoffs like the Miami Heat. Um, so I do think this is their best team that I've covered since, uh, you know, way back with the Garnett, Allen, and, and Pierce days. Uh, they have the most talent. Uh, they're deeper. Um, they play well together. They have a good chemistry. They get along well. There's no, you know, kind of uh, unhappy guys in the locker room complaining about playing time or, or anything like that. They, they seem to have a real harmony here. Uh, but as I said, you got to wait to the playoffs until they can prove that because right now, you know, it's not like the, this is NHL where you got the President's Cup or whatever where you get the uh, best record in the league and that's what you get a trophy for that. That's great but it's all going to go down when it gets to the elimination time. And that's where the Celtics are shooting to be their best. Right. It just feels like people are reticent to believe in the Celtics winning at all, just because it feels like they've been on that stage so many times and they just haven't delivered. Do you think that's a fair narrative? The fact that they just haven't won one. Are there other things we're not seeing? Yeah, I mean, I do think it's fair. I mean, it's been now 16 years since they last won a championship. Um, they've been to five Eastern Conference Finals over the last several years and won NBA Finals. So they broke through once to get to the Finals. They lost in six games to the Warriors where they had a two-to-one lead and then didn't win another game. And, they, and there's still some bitterness about that series and what could have been if they win that game four. I think they're up like by six points with five minutes left. And kind of Steph went off, and and suddenly they were just kind of they were done after that. They they couldn't respond. So I just think they they feel like you know they've made all the investments. They they got the top draft picks with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Uh, they've signed the free agents. You know for years a lot of big time free agents didn't want to come to Boston. Um, they've been able to sign guys over the last decade. So they prepared themselves to be in the mix. But it just hasn't happened. Last year they were, you know, uh, facing the eighth-seeded Miami Heat in the conference finals. You know, they're the number two seed. They're favored, and then they lose the first three games and then win the next three and then lose seven at home. So there's a lot of disappointment that's happened over the last several years, losing to LeBron and those guys a couple times in the 2010s. Like, it's just been a lot of just kind of like hype and then disappointment. So I do think the narrative is fair because now it's like, okay, well, when is this ever going to happen? Because, you know, you look in, you know, Miami, or sorry, you know, the Lakers won the bubble title and then the Milwaukee broke through finally. And then it was the Warriors coming back and then Denver and everybody, well, damn, if Denver could win it, then it's got to be the Celtics <laughs> year one of these years, right? So, you know, because they hadn't ever won a title. So uh, there's just a, a collective kind of like impatience. Um and a little bit of frustration, as much as they've had success, they haven't had the opening. Yeah. We're talking with Gary Washburn, who is the Boston Globe's national NBA writer and Celtics reporter. Find him on Twitter at G Washburn Globe. Gary, I wanted to ask you about some other storylines in the NBA and start with Doc Rivers, who certainly has a history there and what's going on with the Bucks. I, I know it's early in his tenure and Milwaukee hasn't been completely healthy, but the early results have not been very promising. Do we need to give him more time, or is there potentially a real issue here? Yeah, I do think he does need a little bit more time, but 
it's not like, you know, when, usually when you get the new coach, like anything else, you get the new boss, new teacher, you're on your best behavior and you play better, you play harder. That just hasn't happened with Doc Rivers. They're three and seven, um, another embarrassing loss uh, against Memphis a night after or a couple nights after losing to Miami by uh, 20-plus points at home without Jimmy Butler and without Terry Rozier and Josh Richardson. So there's a problem there. And then the question is, can you solve problems like that midseason? Can you flip the switch? Because, But I don't know if a, flitch, a switch can be flipped, guys, because this Milwaukee team is not the 21 team. That's not, it's not the championship team. This is a team that Lost last year in the first round. This is a team with a that's aging with an injured. You know, Chris uh, Middleton's been out and he's been often injured. And you know, Brooke Lopez is 36. And you know, you trade your best defender, uh, Drew Holiday, for Dame Lillard, and he's not playing all that well. And he's never been a defender. So you got a bunch of aging guys in this team. So the question is, can they put it together for a prolonged playoff run? Are you know, and as much as Giannis is just a world, you know, amazing player and a generational player. He can't do it by himself. So I, I don't know if Doc Rivers can help that because, you know, they're not getting any younger. They're not going to get more athletic. And then they just added Danilo Gallinari, who's 35 and has two ACL tears in the last 10 years. So how does that help them? So I don't know if he can change this without changing personnel. Who presents the biggest challenge to the Celtics in the East? That's a great question. I mean, um, you know, the New York Knicks have, have played, you know, basic deals and look like, you know, when they get healthy, they'll be a factor. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the team that's been really hot, kind of under the radar, you know, with their two bigs and, and Donovan Mitchell's always been a problem for the Celtics. But, you know, I'm just going to say the Miami Heat is a team that they're looking at. I mean, that's a rivalry. They know eventually they're going to see the Heat probably in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to say just because of the rivalry, Miami, although Cleveland could present a problem, the Knicks could. You know, we don't know what to expect from Philadelphia or whatever, Joel and Beats coming back. Um, but I'm going to say Miami just because Miami has always had that special potion to beat the Celtics, and I and I and, and I just I don't see Milwaukee as a factor at this point because I just think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, losing at Memphis was a really bad loss, following another bad loss against Miami. So I, you know, there's it, a group of teams, and it, but all those teams have kind of a same situation. None of them are proven. The Cavaliers haven't given got to the next level. The Knicks haven't won a title in 51 years. Um, you know, Philadelphia is going to be off and injured. Obviously, is Embiid going to be the same if he does come back? So there's a lot of questions about the other teams in the East, more questions than the Celtics. But, you know, many of them could be a challenge. But I think this is the year for the Celtics to win this thing, I believe. I mean, it's, it's panning out that way. Gary, wanted to move to the Western Conference, and we've been talking about this over the past week or so. And Golden State. And, and certainly they are not the juggernaut that they used to be. But they've made some moves now. Clay Thompson came off the bench last night and was great. And Steve Kerr has been tinkering with that lineup while Draymond was suspended. Do they still have a small window here to make a move late in the season? Or are we giving them too much credit for their championship past? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that 18 with Steph 
has a chance to win. I mean, that guy's so dynamic and amazing, right? He mm-hmm. can win you games by himself. But can they collectively put it together with Draymond and his antics and Clay Thompson and then the inconsistent Andrew Wiggins and, and a lot of those other guys who just haven't, you know, played as well? I, I think that they're capable of winning a playoff round. I think they're a team that's going to get into the play-in and have to win a game to get to the playoffs. I think they're capable of winning a round like they did last year when they beat Sacramento in seven. But I just don't see them having the prolonged talent. And, you know, they've got the veteran experience, but it takes talent and execution to get all the way through to be a real factor. There's too many other good teams in the West. You know, you Denver, Minnesota, now this young Oklahoma City team, the Clippers. You know, we haven't even talked about Phoenix or Dallas. So I just think there's too many contenders in the West for the Warriors to suddenly come from the eighth seed and just start knocking off everybody like Miami did last year. And unless some out-of-body experience happens where Clay turns into 2017 Clay and Steph is Steph and Draymond becomes a, a real factor and Andrew Wiggins turns into the player that everybody thought he would be when he was drafted first overall, which he's never really done. So I just think this is kind of the beginning, the end of the run, and they'll have to figure out in the long-term future what to do. Um, but for me, you know, I don't. I think that's what you have to expect, right? I mean, runs don't last almost ten years. They just don't in professional sports. You know, eventually teens age, and I just think this is their time. Yeah, two of these teams that we've been talking about, or you've been talking about have something in common. The Heat and the Warriors both both have exceptional head coaches. Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra. So I want to know what the thermometer reads for Joe Missoula right now. Because looking at the Celtics team, I'm not going to say he looks like a weakness, but he's just a young guy. What is the trust level in Missoula going into the postseason? I think it's higher than it was last year because of the inexperience and the situation he inherited when he was named interim coach with Emi Udoka. I had his issues. Um, I think there's a more of a better foundation around Missoula and board voices because you do have a Charles Lee, a top assistant. You do have Sam Cassell, another top assistant in his ear. Because those guys have been, you know, Charles Lee helped Milwaukee win that championship with Mike Rudenhoser in 21. And Sam Cassell's won two championships um, as a player and also been a longtime assistant. So those guys understand what other teams are trying to do. They understand the strategies of a Spolster, the strategies of even, you know, a Doc Rivers and, and Bill, you know, a Tom Thibodeau in the playoffs. So they'll be able to give him a voice. So I think he'll be a stronger factor and, and more of a positive presence this time than last year where he got out coached pretty much in every series. The Celtics just had enough talent to beat Atlanta and had enough talent, one big great game in game seven to beat Philly. And then, you know, they, kind of were out schemed against Miami, then almost gave up and came back and then, you know, couldn't bring it for one final game. They were just exhausted. So you don't want to put yourself in that position. But I think this time Missoula, with his experience, with his his kind of the talent and also his supporting cast and his growth is more equipped for a long playoff run than he was last year. He is Gary Washburn, Boston Globe's national NBA writer and Celtics reporter. Follow him on Twitter at G Washburn Globe. Gary, really great information. We appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, guys. 
So Chelsea, let me ask you, the Celtics are the favorites right now at BetMGM to win the title. And there was a time when you were like, you know what? I'm tired of Boston winning everything. The Bruins, the Patriots, even the Celtics a few years ago. Is now the time where you're willing to let Boston have another title? Well, it's not my decision, but this is price dependent. Like they're the favorites. Yeah. I'm going to wait till maybe you get a better price. You probably won't, but I don't know. I think there is value elsewhere in the NBA this year. The West has a lot of talent. Mm, it sure does. I still like the Thunder and they're a fun team to watch too with a high ceiling. Can't wait for the second half of the NBA season after we get All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. Coming up next year on the show. Let's try to make some money heading into the weekend. We've got best bets and leans headed your way. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. today. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the daily tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Oh, yeah. It's the Friday morning good time edition. How can you not have a good time when you're getting ready for the weekend? She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Oh, here I am. I think I'm so great taking Catherine across the city to have some Greek food, celebrating a late Valentine's Day. Oh, I thought I was top of the world. Had it all. And then my co-host says, oh, that's nice. It sounds like a nice little getaway. A few streets over, maybe a quick Uber ride. I'm going to Disney World tomorrow, Chelsea. Blake is going to have a great time. Are you going to ride some of the rides there? Are you going to go nuts? Or is just this all about your little girl getting to see Minnie Mouse? Well, we'll see, because she's four, which means I don't think she's going to be doing like Space Mountain and some of the really tough roller coasters. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I also get really dizzy. So if she asks to do the teacups, mm. absolutely not. That is not happening. Can you do the spinny rides? I can do the, I'm pretty good at rides. Yeah, I can do the spinny rides. The spinny I, ones? I'm not, yeah, the ones that kind of make you dizzy. You know, the Ugh. cups. I don't know if you're talking about the cups to go around. They're not my favorite. I don't really, I'm kind of surprised. I, I'm not really good with heights, but I've gotten better as time has gone on. But I'm surprisingly not as averse to roller coasters as I was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was like, no way. And then when I got older, some of my best memories are when I was in college, they used to have this thing at Six Flags over Texas, and it was called a holiday in the park. And the thing about going on roller coasters or Six Flags or any sort of amusement park like that in the summer, especially in Texas, is it's like 100 degrees. So you're walking around and you're just baking. So of course, as someone who will be wearing a sun shirt on his vacation coming up, it would just kill me but holiday in the park was in december and december in texas can be cold but mild compared to other places so it was awesome because it didn't have nearly as many people you essentially had the park to yourself and it'd be 
I don't know, I'd be on college break with some friends of mine, Brandy and Sambo, and we would go every year for like three straight years. And I don't know, it's like 40 something and you got the park to yourself and you're riding ride after ride, coaster after coaster. And that was awesome for me. So that's, I think that's kind of when I got over my fear of roller coasters, but it's been a long time too. But yeah, I'll give it a shot. See, I was the exact opposite to where I was an absolute daredevil when I was younger. And as I've gotten older and smarter, I have not wanted to do roller coasters because I think you see the danger that it presents. But I'll say this, at least when you go to a theme park, these are roller Mm -hmm. coasters that have been set and placed and they have been there for a while. Like when you go to the fair and you see the carnies rolling into town, you're like, does this seem safe? Like, probably not. If something, if a roller coaster can be set a, set up in 24 hours, probably not one that I want to go on. Mm. I don't know if I trust the bearded lady setting up that roller coaster. Seems a little rickety. I think I'm going to stay away from that one. Yeah, I'm, I would feel much better about, like you said, something that's been there for a decade. When I see like a Ferris wheel that's been set up 24 hours earlier, I'm like, oh, no thanks, man. No, thanks. I'd rather grab a baseball and lose my money or try to throw something, anything besides being caught in the air on some sort of massive tinker toy. I'm with you on that. Yeah, we're gamblers, but not gamblers with our lives. No way. No way. Make it nice and quick for me. I don't want to fall off and break my legs because Carla forgot to tighten the nuts and bolts. On the Ferris wheel. No thanks. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, Rob Brown, host of the Bet for the Cycle show on the BetQL Network, will join the crew. If you missed our chat about NBA All-Star Weekend and the discussion we just had with Gary Washburn from the Boston Globe, he gave us his insights on the Boston Celtics and what he's seen in the first half of the NBA season. It is easy to do and easy to get caught up. Just download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast. All right, it's a money-making Friday. Lego. Time to place your bets. Chelsea, coming off a perfect 2-0 night last night. Give us a winner heading into the weekend. All right, play of the day for me is going to be in college hoops. I'm going to be on Toledo at home over Ohio. This line is five and a half at some places and do shop around. A point can certainly matter in college basketball. This line's already gone up to six and a half in some shops, and I'm seeing why. Just because the matchup squarely favors Toledo. They have had absolute ownership over Ohio in the last few matchups. A perfect 5-0 and straight up and against the spread in their last five head-to-head matchups. And even if you look back 10 games... Toledo, 9-1, straight up and against the number in their last 10 meetings against Ohio. The thing about Toledo is they have a really fast-paced, up-tempo, high-powered offense that gets better, uh, even better at home, averaging 79 points when playing at home. Last meeting between these two a few weeks ago, Toledo won it pretty convincingly, excuse me, 86 to 77 and that was on the road and they were point and a half dogs in that one so i know the spread is a little higher at home this year or in this matchup but still toledo nine and two at home this year they're coming off a heartbreaker double overtime road loss to a really solid app state team i think this is a get right spot against a team that they have owned in years past let's go toledo minus five and a half 
Oh, I love these mid-major picks. You know I'm going back to the ice. This is just a lean. Chelsea, I am I am not going to have an official play today, and I'll tell you why. I went 4-0 last night. Haven't had a night like that in a long time. I'm going into the weekend on a winner. I got dinner tonight with the lovely Catherine. Then I'm going on vacation next week. Do you think I'm going to screw any of that mojo up with a loss? Absolutely not. Instead, I prefer to be an absolute coward and just hand out, oh, I don't care. I don't care. Winning week for this guy. Oh, I'm, I'm going into the weekend on a heater by copping out. I don't care. But I do have a lean for you. Only one game on the hockey slate tonight, so that certainly doesn't help as someone who loves to bet hockey. You got the Canes in Arizona. Hurricanes, three-way money line, only minus 120. Here's the thing. This is a bad matchup for the Coyotes, and the Yotes are playing bad hockey anyway. They have lost seven straight games. They are also not scoring at all. Two goals or less in five of their last ten games. Also, in their last 10 games against Carolina, Arizona is 8-1-1. If you want to take this on the puck line, Hurricanes minus 1.5, you can get that at plus money as well. But let's keep fading a team that can't get anything right. And they've got their backup netminder in tonight. I think it's backup versus backup. Still an advantage to Carolina. Let's go Canes three-way money line, minus 120. Okay, so since you're not officially playing this, this is definitely going to hit. You know that's yeah, how it works, right? No question. <laughs> I got to no bet question. on this. I actually now. like it a lot the more I talk about it, but that's absolutely going to happen. All right, eight ball. It's your turn. Time to see what you think about our plays. Let us gaze upon the glorious magic eight ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, you guys know the deal. Every day on the show, we ask a magic eight ball that we got from the toy store. If he likes our plays, let's start with mine. I've got Toledo laying five and a half at home over Ohio. Eight ball says most likely. And shall we ask the eight ball about the cowardly lane that Jenks has presented to us? Hurricanes, three-way money line, minus 120. Just to lean though, uh, eight ball says we need an answer. It is certain. So at least Let's the eight ball go. has some confidence in your pick. I have no confidence. Big fat coward. No way, man. No way. Nothing's getting in the way of my mojo. If you want to check out the eight ball and stream every show on the BetQL network, it's nice and easy to do. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. Let's find out what your BetQL five-star best bet is. The doctor still in the dark. I'm going to have to go grab him and bring him home. Let's see if he can bring us a couple winners tonight. For all of the information you need to become a more educated better, download the BetQL app. And the Donkster says, beep, pop, boop, 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 live from the mainframe computer at the Red Roof Inn in Des Moines, Iowa. Chelsea, Manchester, Manchester City, Moneyline, minus 293. Holy Lord, you're talking about laying the juice. And then Princeton, minus 12 and a half, hosting Brown. All right, let's find out what's coming up next on BetQA Daily. We're bringing our friend Jim Rodriguez. J-Rod, are you a big roller coaster guy? You love the carnies? When they set it up, you say, that's for me. I'm willing to take that risk. Well, I wouldn't go as far as to say that I love the carnies. They have a bit of a, I don't know, old bagel smell, I think, you know, maybe a three-day old bagel smell. Uh, but I love roller coasters. That I do love. You know, anything that goes upside down, loop-de-loops, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan. Because what could possibly go wrong at a carnival in a town, you know, that has like one stoplight? What could possibly go wrong there? 
Right. And J-Rod, you live in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, I am I assuming you've been to Disney World. You got any Disney mm -hmm. tips for me? That's where I'm going this weekend with my four-year-old. Really? All right. Well, listen, yeah. you at least at least are going at a good time of the year. I, my, 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 my little baby girl who's 12, her birthday's in the end of June. So imagine going to Ooh. Central Florida at the end of June. Brutal. And for, Sweat and for city. a person who... who 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 is who who runs hot to, to to say the least? It is definitely everybody thinks I'm having a stroke as I'm walking through the park. But no, I would I would definitely I would definitely eat early and eat often. Ooh, oh that's good. I'll get on board with that. Oh and yeah, hydrate. However you decide to hydrate, hydrate. That's great get advice. Get some mom juice. Mom, some mom. What does what does mom juice incorporate there, Chelsea? It's usually wine. It's usually wine ah. and some kind of water bottle. It's opaque. And some sort of suffering and regret, right? Something as well is there. <laughs> yes. Wine, water, and self-loathing. You can't beat it. J-Rod, thanks for joining us here and have a great show. All right. We'll see you later with Chris Mack. All right. Sounds good. We'll be listening to that. Chelsea, have a great time this weekend. And I, I cannot wait to see, I'm sure you'll post it, but I can't wait to see how Blake reacts when she gets to see Minnie Mouse. That will be a lot of fun and worth the trip. That's going to do it for us on this edition of the Daily Tip from Becky Bell, presented by MGM. She is Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins for Bill Rowland, Matt Pisani. Double D, you big lug and the dogster. Hope you have a great weekend. Good luck on all of your bets, and we will see you back here next week. Bye. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.